Yate, hello. Welcome to Real Native Roots Untold Stories, a podcast by a Native woman with deep roots, hosted by yours truly, Vicky Katsuli Boy Oldman. I am a lover of stories, a connector, and a holder of wisdom keepers. Each month, we will be connecting with our Native relatives and exploring what medicine our guests share and offer to us. Please join me on this uncharted journey to learn, connect, and reflect. Ayahat, thank you. Good rising. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are my beautiful listeners? I hope you all are doing well and being gentle with yourself. It is an amazing day. It is clear, crisp, and cool. Super cool. I had to break out the Pendleton blanket jacket and I've been crazy busy. I've been just recording and please share. And I thank you, Ahihad, for your following and love. And I just appreciate you. So, what is sitting with me? I'll say the word rest. I find that my body is calling for that. I, I do my best to get enough sleep. And at the same time, I feel like I'm still craving for rest. I'm still a napper. I still try my best to do a 20, 30-minute power nap so I can plow through the rest of the day. And I hope that you all are doing what you need to do to take care of yourself, to rest, to slow down, to be intentional about your work, about what comes out of your mouth, about what you're putting in your body, all of that. And it is poem time. This book was gifted to me for the holiday, and I started reading it, and it really has opened my eyes. The name of the book is Rest is Resistance, and it's by Trisha Hershey. And so I'm going to read a little bit of context and then read the poem itself. This is how she starts off with her paragraph. I don't believe I would have arrived on this journey of dreaming if I was not a lover of poetry and a poet. I sometimes wonder if I would have been able to hold space for the possibility of shifting culture via naps. Maybe I could have made it to the point without the collaboration of art, but it would have been a harder climb. For me, poetry, like rest, comes from the silent place of our listening. Poetry, like rest, opens up corners of the unknown while guiding effortlessly. Poetry makes sense of meaning and allows us to put things back together that have been torn apart. Poetry, like rest, can be scary to engage with because of the mystery it allows for. But that is exactly why we must face our fear and dream and let rest guide our healing and curiosity. And here's the poem. Rest is real-life conversations. I don't know any other way to go. Rest is the roadmap, the guiding force, a truth teller. Rest is a meeting with self, with a typed agenda. Rest is on our knees, whispering words silently on the right side of the bed. Rest is lunchtime, dreaming, the energy of the Rastafarian who showed me how to stand up praying who showed me how to pray standing up with my eyes wide open, hands stretched wide. Because how will you see and know when prayers are being answered? Rest is holy oil from my mama's wooden dresser, the, the fancy kind of oil in a glass, blessed by the elders, poured over our head as we rebuke the devil. Rest is the laying on the hands, a force field all around. Rest is a dream made real, a portal, an honest place, a trusting place, a sacred refuge, a dissertation-length longing. Rest works. Rest dreams. Infinite power moving. Caring surrounding us. Rest is a gift and an antenna. An ancient calling dangling on the tips of tongues from the head lightly connected on a silk pillow. Rest is holding us close. Rest is 
home. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you for the gift of resting and writing this book. I look forward to learning more from you as I continue to go on my little journey with you every night when I go to sleep. This is great because like I'm telling you all, I struggle with this. I, I struggle and I do my best to take deep breaths, get enough sleep. I find that when I do get eight hours of sleep, I feel great the next morning. I have a clear mind. I'm not making decisions in a hasty way. So try it on, folks. Try it on. Now is the time for me to introduce a friend. I would say a relative. A relative. And I'm excited that she's here. I'm looking at her. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. I got to ask her what color lipstick she's wearing because I'm all about the lipstick. I love her energy. She's big energy. She's a product of a certified res lifestyle for sure. One thing that I appreciate about her is she's a visionary. She dreams big. You've all heard me say before, big, hairy, audacious vision. That is her. She's not afraid. She goes for it. I always like to hear her say she officially calls herself the official Dene boss lady. Dene, and it, just so you know, listeners, is Navajo, loose translation. So she is the CEO of the first indigenous and Black-owned beauty brand, Ashe Beauty. I always was hoping somebody would come up with a makeup brand, and I'm sitting in front of a legend. I'm sitting in front of somebody who's made that happen. Please, please, please come on, introduce yourself, tell us your name, your clan, say hello to our listeners. Hello, hello, listeners. Hello, hello, listeners. Hello, hello, listeners. I am once more a Seki Butler friend, Sashri. I am from the Water Edge people, born for the African American people. My maternal grandfather's clan is the Cliff Dwelling people. My paternal grandfather's clan is the African American people. I am from Beshpito, Arizona, located on the Great Danan Nation. And my four clans, my two sets of ancestors, define me as a proud, unapologetic Danan black woman. And not only am I the CEO founder of Asha Beauty, in other businesses, but I am a proud wife, daughter, granddaughter, big sister, little sister, you name it. I'm a sister, auntie, and so much more. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. I wanted to ask you right away, tell me about your name. Who named you? What does your name mean? I'm very curious about your name. Well, my parents named me Asiki because it means beautiful in West African, specifically Ghana. Ba, you know, it's also a very old name in our Dene culture, and that can be defined like warrior, power, strength, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like a name that has been like added to a lot of Navajo names. Aseki Ba, beautiful woman, beautiful warrior, all that good stuff. And the cool thing about my parents, my daddy played football, so one of his teammates' friend had a daughter named Aseki as well mm. it just stuck with my parents for so long and after they found out what it they did their research with it some more they're like okay this is what i would love to name moi i go by sticky for short but on instagram everyone knows me as miserable satch because i'm married and i kept my maiden name as well so i just put a made it mix it up together but yeah so that's the origin of my name and then my sisters i'm the eldest of two beautiful younger sisters Joni, which is obvious on Navajo, means beautiful. And her middle name is Ba, LaFrance Pettigrew. And then my baby sister here with LaBelle, Ba, LaFrance. So LaBelle is actually from French on our Creole side. So they're all mixed in. So we have the African side and we have the Navajo and then we have our Creole side. So that's how all our names. I love it. Thank you. Curious about anything that resonated to you when I read the passage from the book here about Rest is resistance. Lately, I've been big on rest. Those who follow me know that I go like 24-7. Like, I don't stop. I'm just constantly going. In the last year, quarter three and four, I really just focused on rest. I was in a position where my businesses were just about to peak. It was just a very uncomfortable gray area. Being home really helped me reconnect. That's like my superpower, but also 
rest was on top of my mind. So when I was listening, I was like, okay, it's just affirming everything that I've been already doing. So it was much needed. I always like to start off finding out about your roots. Tell me your story. Tell us a little bit about your family and then you, of course. Definitely. So my mom's side, we're from Beishpito, Arizona, which is like located a little past Steamboat, between Steamboat and Jedito. So it's not Jedito, it's Beishpito. That's where I'm from. And my grandma is also, we also like family Ollie, like in cool hills, like so Ganado area. And trickles down into like Greasewood and Steamboat, of course. So we're like in that area. So we're, we're all from that area, like like extended relatives to very close relatives like in the Ganado, Steamboat, Bishpitko areas where I'm from. And on my dad's side, a Barbiado, New Orleans, Louisiana, Aquacadat. So Louisiana is down south and my side of the family on my paternal side. That's at the bottom of the, they call it. And there, it's huge. My dad's dad's side, the LaFrance side, and dad's mom's side as well, the Robertson. They're very amazing people. Definitely entrepreneurs as well, musicians. And great, great Nali met. Dad's Che, he was well-known. He worked beside Martin Luther mm. King and wow. all those Natalis down that way during the Civil Rights Movement. Like a really big part. It wasn't really talked about a lot. It was very humble. So his work just for itself. And just recently, the creator just recently called him home not long ago. An amazing man and wife. She was a cook, just beautiful woman. She met me. I wasn't able to meet her. Yes, I met her, but I was like itty bitty. I was like one year old, one before she passed. And she visited Navajo. Uh, and Bishbito, when she saw us there, when she saw me, visit me for the first time. But I was probably one of the, the second grandchild that she met. But no, I'm from a family full of culture, both sides, very big, strong family. Very fortunate to have both sides. The statistics of, oh, half-breeds, you know, <laughs> shake up that. That's just they can throw it away. So I'm very, I'm from a very proud family of uh, true culture and all that good stuff. Hashtag true culture. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. I'm always curious about the elders, what gifts they brought. If you were to describe your grandparents on both sides, what do you think is a gift that they bring to the family? So I'm from a very traditional I feel like what they have blessed my generation and family entirely is love, support, really hanging on to our life. Che, he is known for being an amazing yay singer. Even though we're majority of us all girls, we can't be the yay yay when we're bodies, you know. <laughs> we still get to carry it on. I feel that being able to dance with my Che, like prime time, yajas as well, all my uncle, my grandpa's brothers, all my Che's as well, my sisters, those are moments that can never be able to place priceless to me. Those moments are so profound because not only to dance to heal the patient, I feel like we get to truly connect with ancestors before us because those were the same sacred songs that they passed down and passed down into our regalia and everything. We're all ate up, laced up and everything. Okay, you have to tell our non-native oh, listeners. Yeah. They're like, what? what? Is she saying she's saying these words? <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I no. love it though. <laughs> this is beautiful because she's weaving in a lot of our Dinepitsa in this conversation, which I think is sacred in the sense of the more you speak it, we are honoring our, our relatives. But tell our listeners. I'm just talking about a particular ceremony that is only performed in the winter time and it cannot be recorded at all. Like you just have to witness it and that's it. Take a, a mental picture of it. And the outfits that we wear, particularly in my case, were passed from many generations. So when that Beyonce song is walking with my ancestors, she's like, oh, I'm dancing with mine. <laughs> <laughs> and my whole family, they're like all there watching us, supporting us because those are long nights. It's just a, a thing that we just always come together, no matter what season, to the dots, to everything, all those in-between ceremonies we have. What they bring to the to us is our priceless and luxury culture, our Danelle life and just keeping up not just the ceremonies but just everyday life 
I wouldn't trade it for the world on my dad's side, you know. We have more, I mean, mm-hmm. more church-oriented type, but still, like, I was able to learn some amazing recipes, like all that good soul food. If you follow me, you know, I'm always cooking. They bring that side as well. A lot of culture, more Southern culture, Southern hospitality and body grass and all that good stuff. Things that, you know, you only see on TV, but I'm able to. My family, Chick AA, they're all in New Orleans where it all happened. That's what they bring. Zodico side and all those, that side of the culture. There's not really a language. I, don't, I can't speak Creole, but it's all just English on that side, but just like the food, the prayers and family. I know that your grandma listens to everything. Your Masana. So Masana is grandmother on the mother's side. And I heard a podcast where you said, yeah, my grandma follows me and watches. And so hi, grandma. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's your Masana. And she's Oh my goodness, social media, like at first we were like, okay, yeah, just hop on. But yeah, she's she's the queen of emoji. <laughs> she's so cool. But it's it's just amazing how we are able to evolve and you know, didn't grow up with this. And yeah. they're just the iPhone now. <laughs> she's she's hip, y'all. She's hip. That's my grandma. Mm. So I want to know about mama and papa. I am a sucker for love stories. Like how did you guys meet? Tell me the story. And so I know they met in college. Was it like love at first sight or was she playing hard to get or was he playing hard to get? I'm curious about how they met. My mom, she was very studious. So she was just like first born, first to go to college type thing. First Chronicles. So she was like, <laughs> I got to go to work. I got to do good in school. Voice second. It's all this stuff. She was actually a year older, class older than my dad. The story is that they're my mom's best friend. It was the one that got them together. I feel like my mom and in that sense, we're so much alike because we're so focused on what we're doing and we don't realize like the man of, the, of your dreams in front of you. I know for a fact she played hard to get, but then my dad was persistent and he just fell in love with a Navajo woman. Once you fall in love with a Navajo woman, there's no way around that. Like You're <laughs> stuck with us. You're stuck. Oh uh, yeah. How much my husband tell that story? But yeah, I can tell for him. He's stuck with me. <laughs> so that's how they fell in love. But being with a Native woman, that is truly connected to her culture. It's not easy. Mm. You know, we, we are finding a partner. I feel like I learned that in my own way is that he has to respect who we are as a Dines. And yes, I'm Native and Black, Dines. And the way, the, the life that I live with the sheep, the horses, the cows, and all that, you know, that, that's a whole different ball game. Like I told my husband, I know my mom did, can you handle this? <laughs> she didn't have running water electricity back in the day. So, you know, um, and he was like, I, I, I can do this. On the res for over 38 years, going, pushing 40. Yeah, he needs to see IB. My dad played football. Like I said, he played in college and went to the pros and they just stuck it out and they just built an awesome life. We could have moved anywhere where football was, but my mom and dad and the team, so they build at home in Beishbito. So we started off in the Hogan and we start, we start raising our our livestock and my dad's the green thumb in our family so he's mm. more the the cornfield person but they just built a really great life and their main thing was we live this life so that they so we can carry it on and we didn't know that dad was famous or anything they just we just live like little chizzy res kids people were looking at us like yo your dad was on tv and i'm like okay you know but they humbled us where dad's success was just ours he made sure that we made our own name for ourselves. Like, I'm here, I'm your dad, but you had to make your own name. And so that's what they did. And balancing both the net way of life and this modern world, like, has always been part of us. So we could be at the dot during the summer and then we're catching a plane to Florida, watching my dad play and press conferences, hanging out at the beach and going to Disney World. And then next thing I'll come right back to Back to the res and we're at a, well, it's probably 4th July now, we're at Winter Rock <laughs> at the rodeo, like, just random, but that was our life growing up and it's still our life and I feel like that's how I'm able to seamlessly operate on and off Navajo and, and authentically move in industries where they ignored us. Yeah. I think I was born to do this. One more question about mom and papa, and then I want to get your story about your companies. So real quickly, folks, she had said CIB, that's Certificate of Indian Blood for folks who are not uh, Native. And that's a whole nother podcast in itself and talking about that. But basically just 
shows proof that you're native. Any hootie. So there's that. The other thing she had said was chizzy. You describe what chizzy is. What does that look like on a face? Okay, so chizzy equals ashy. Okay, so this is what it is. You're just all rough. Like, just you need the bebeka to the extreme. Like, you need you need some lotion. Growing up, like, we didn't have, like, what the kids have now, like, technology. So when we're outside, we're just full of dirt and probably sandwich or tree sap. We're just out there and just running around in Mother Nature. So we'll come home just looking just bushy. My <laughs> Our hair is a mess. Like, we didn't, we left cute. We came back just out of it. That's the definition of chizzy. <laughs> I'd be like that on Instagram. Y'all see me. <laughs> the question I was curious about, just as I'm hearing the story. So thank you for sharing about Mama and Papa. As you watch them build what they have for the family, for themselves, for the future, grandchildren, you are now married. As you watch them, what's one thing that you've taken away from your parents that you really like, we have to do this in our marriage and how we journey together because you've seen proof that it works. What I've learned and watched my parents is long distance because dad played during football season the whole six to nine months, like home for the last few months with us. And just knowing that it will still work. And like for me, I'm here under res and then my husband's in Houston because that's, you know, where most of our work is at and everything else. And for him to continue to provide and let me do what I need to do. It was just like kind of the same thing what my parents went through. Like my dad was playing football and then providing as well. My mom worked still. He brought in the big checks. And same with the hubby here. It was just like, okay, it does work. It can work. It's just oh my god like how <laughs> like how do we do this yeah but they did it for so many years like what I think my dad played for like over 13 years and I was like oh god we're just this is like year two for us but <laughs> it does work it's just I feel like what I can take away from it is that when you're with that the right person it doesn't matter how far they are away from you physically when you're connected spiritually emotionally mentally you like you're just connected that you can feel that person anywhere go so even though yes i'm working i'm flying all over the place we see each other for a weekend like two seconds and then i'm out again it's just being able to know that person always going to be there and it's just temporary so now my dad's not playing football and he's home more and it's just i'm watching a new marriage because i'm like this is, this is different <laughs> y'all both under one roof like this <laughs> is different and it's you know like i think you just learn your space and then you're just mm. like oh wow I, I i i do the same thing with my husband i'm like i'm so used to like like, I miss you, Sabrina, but then I'm like, I miss my space. Like, what the heck? It's, it's a hot mess. Like, you, one thing you learn when you're married that you evolve into a person and you just grow with that person. And it's not the same like when you first met. You're almost 10 for us. So we're like, oh, wow. Like, we're a truly different person since first met. Making sure you're with someone that's going to make you better. And make you be accountable of your actions and words and just be with someone that's supportive. And if you're a boss babe, make sure this person is physically, mentally, emotionally strong because they got to deal with your native self. So <laughs> shout out to the husband. Pray for him. <laughs> yes. I'm glad I asked that question because I actually took some learning from that in the sense of anything is possible if you really put the work into it. And also when the situation shifts in a relationship in terms of being together more, because I know during COVID, a lot of people struggled with that because people are used to going to work and then they come home and they're like not knowing how to dance with each other under the same roof day to day. So figuring that out, how do we make this work? Because we clearly love each other at the same time. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> the reason why I brought you on is because you're a badass, you started a product, a company that no one has ever started. Now there are different indigenous products out there, but I know you were the first. And I love, there was a story you had shared that you learned about quality and taking care of yourself from your mom. Your mom was the one who introduced like different types of makeup. And you had said that, and a lot of Native women do this, they get three different kinds of foundations to get the right color for their skin. You are young. You're like, why are you doing that? The one person gets one makeup color and you get three. And then you got curious after that. I want you to tell us the story about 
I don't know if that was what led to it, because I'm also wondering, did you always want it to be in this field? Like when you finished school, did you want it to be something else and how that shifted to you starting this amazing company? I was a why kid. I asked. A why? Oh, why? 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 And one day my mom bought me an encyclopedia and I was, she's like, there's your why. So I was like, dang. Oh my goodness. But I was just asking some like, how did a plane, how did planes fly? Like, how did they stay up there? Like all these different things. And my mom was like, that's not my feel. Like they're just up there. I was already thinking definitely outside the box. And my mom, she's a fashionista and she is the, the lady that got our hands on some awesome high-end products. And very fortunate, I was able to play around in our Hogan with Chanel Dior. What? In the <laughs> middle of the res? What? Like in there, just messing up stuff, but they smell so good. Didn't know how much it was costing my mom, but we were just messing it up. I got you, mom. That's why I got a beauty brand. But um, uh, <laughs> so when we would go travel... My mom, she always dressed to the tee and she was very fashion forward. So she always managed to balance our Danette culture in this modern world. So the whole, my outfits were pretty much all pretty much inspired by her because that's just, that's her style. So we, wow. all of us pretty much just picked that up. So we always been that no makeup look and mom was just, she's still stunning. Her heydays, I was like, you were a baddie. Wonder why dad picked you up. Shoot, look at your eyebrows on fleek before we said on fleek. <laughs> she was very adamant of making sure she uses great products. And that was just like instilled in us. Like we didn't really off market anything. And um, sorry, y'all. Yeah, we are bougie. But uh, my mom, she was like, nope, this, this other stuff was breaking her out and everything. So mm-hmm. we just never did. And plus, because she has sensitive skin, we have sensitive skin. And that's why we can't use just like any other brand so that being said we're just a hot mess at day one and that's how we got to the quality control part if we were going to Bloomingdale's or Dillard's or even a Macy's you know for her to go pick up her products we were always walking there people just always stared at us and I was just like what's wrong with us cute like what's happening and my mom would just make it really quick she goes in gets her shade and we leave and she always had all the magazines from Harper Bazaar to Vogue to Kennedy Fair, you name it, she had it. And I was just be sitting in there just looking at all of these beautiful dolls. And, and little did I knew that I was building myself to be in one of those magazines, which we have already been. But I would always ask my mom, why are we not in here? Mm. And she's like, you're in there. I said, yeah, mom, I left it in there. Yes, but like, my name is like not in there. Like, where are we? We get the closest we get is probably like, Maybe an Asian model, maybe a Hispanic model. Like we're pushing it, we get a beautiful Polynesian or Hawaiian model in there, and I can see myself in there, but we never seen it ever. Yeah, I just was just like, oh my god! Once I was so frustrated, we dropped off my dad at the airport in Phoenix. We're heading back up that five-hour drive back to the res, and looking out the window, all sad. My dad's heading back to to Florida, and I was like, Mom, what do I do? Like, why don't why don't we see ourselves? Are we not beautiful? She goes, No are beautiful we are beautiful don't ever say that so why why are you always buying multiple shades of foundations like why are there no campaigns of native people and then next you know i flip the magazine or somewhere in mona valley or something i'm like but they're here what what so fast forward my mom was like okay hun what are you gonna do about it mm-hmm. like that's have always been her thing like, what are you gonna do about it wow and it was just like the ball is back in my court and i something about native mom like they will make you're asking for something and they turn around okay what you gonna do but like how are you gonna fix it right? you know and that's just their way of preparing us for the world to one not be helpless i know i feel and to be that change mm-hmm. so that's that was the seed that was like okay and i just said out loud i'm gonna start make a beauty brand and i didn't even think i was gonna do but i was just like six eight something like that i was young i didn't even know what i was talking about but i knew what i was talking about fast forward Clearly. <laughs> did I want to be a makeup guru? No. What did you want to be? I actually want to be a doctor. Really? I actually what kind? Be, I want to be a pediatrician. I love children. So I was on that track of being in medical school. So in middle school, I was selected to do in-med. It's Indians into medicine in North Dakota. So I would go there since my Eighth grade year till my junior year, I was in North Dakota for eight weeks studying 
I'm a proud alumni for that. It was so awesome, guys. If you're in that, I hope they still have it. But anyway, I was so driven to be a doctor. Went to uh, University of Arizona. As when I'm in there, I studied physiology and biochem. So I was like full blown that girl. Like I'm going to be a doctor. Studied hard. Then my mom got uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. Paused on school. I was just about to graduate. You know, played the eldest role. And my mom was like, okay, you're almost done. Just finish it. Then my MCAT did really well. I could really much went to any medical school. But I chose to be home. And I had a few more classes, just finished whatever I could online, got that out the way. But this is where the transition actually fit. I was in OCHEM and I had an awesome science partner, my partner in crying Hamdu, and we had our awesome labs together and now in food science. And I go to him to any, anything I need help with. But long story short, the science background on human anatomy physiology that was going to prepare me to build this brand right you know i like as much as i want to be this doctor i felt that you know i just run after it as hard it was just was not made for me i had to go through this route to understand our bodies thoroughly and understand the science side that right there was like the power tool so when we're in product development in the products i can understand that it's a, it's a language that you know i'm not just some pretty girl like help me bake this awesome brand like I'm actually in there like okay let's try this component let's do this let's break this one down blah 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 blah, blah all that stuff how about this wrong green let's, let's substitute this can this happen is this even sustainable like da, da 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 so I was able to that was my strength in going into this my mom she defeated breast cancer and she was actually my first my first person to test the skincare products <laughs> And she's already like finding something like help me. I'm like, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. So the skincare did really well on her and it's a 98% botanical base. I don't really want to say organic or vegan. We just use some amazing products, uh, raw ingredients that are, they're not harsh chemicals and they're performance products. They're not going to hurt you. Like these are top quality ingredients that we put into our products. So they pass the test on my mom, and then I was like, okay, I think we should do this. And we just went running since starting the skincare. And what took the, the longest was the foundation. Really? Wow. First of all, shout out to mom, like on so many levels of even just pushing back, like, what are you going to do about it? Which I think is good because it helps you to think about a solution instead of complaining about whatever the situation may be. She was providing you with different magazines and experiences and products. I love the fact that you were just curious, like, how come I don't see myself in here in the sense of your indigenous side? We are now pushing back to say we need to be at the table. We need to share our narrative. Hence, there are lots of Native podcasters now, folks in the movie industry, models. And now we have businesses in terms of clothing wear, jewelry. The other thing she taught you is like quality. I'm about quality on certain things. And it took me a while to get there, though, because I think it came from a mindset of scarcity. It took a while for me to understand why I don't want that mindset and being willing to be tested as a pilot <laughs> for your product. So shout out to mom. Let's talk a little bit about your product because I've, I love the name, Ashe. And you talk about that basically means this is me. This is all of me. You're seeing me, right? My son does research and pulls things together for me. Sometimes I'm surprised at what he finds. And this actually surprised me. I was like, oh my goodness, I would not have found that. And he says, what's cool about her products is that she doesn't mass produce, explanation mark. So if you buy something from her, it's probably only two weeks old. That's true. So tell us a little bit about your products. You can tell us a little bit about the name. I have yet to try your products. I want to definitely try the foundation because I love makeup. I'll do the foundation, the lipstick, the eyeliner. I, sh I do it all. Tell us about the product. This is really started back in 2012. I've been building it since 2012. Didn't launch it publicly until 2018. Only my family knows I was, I was cooking this up this whole time. And I had like another line that I dropped with a call for arrows with my husband, the first Native American Western line. So we have boots and everything, and the 4Ls 2.0 is is coming back. So the boots are coming, but we have saddles. Hint, hint. 
Yes, boss babe on the move, dropping plugs. <laughs> so my husband came, you know, aboard in 2012. We, yep, he, he's seen this from the beginning. That's when we really started dating. It didn't have a name. It was just, it was just a beauty brand. And it came down to 2018 where the attorney's like, okay, what are we naming this? What are we naming your brand? I just had my second miscarriage and this was a little further along because it was supposed to be a girl. Mm. That's what it said it was supposed to be. Lost her. The name Ashe was supposed to be her name. It just always stuck with me. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. And I said, maybe it wasn't supposed to be my daughter's name. It was supposed to be this because it lives longer. And I told my mom, oh, you yeah, one of my daughters, they knew this. She's like, well, it's not here, so it's okay, I think. And I'm like, can we just make sure, call call the medicine man, make sure it's okay. <laughs> After this, but no, literally, was no, totally. I totally. had to, I had to. I was like, I didn't know. And then I said, that was the name I had in mind. And she's like, it's okay, I think it should be fine. And then I was like, mom, I'm not, I don't want to go call him up. <laughs> so she's like, it's okay. Pass in between that mm-hmm. time frame, so you're good. So, so then I was like, all right, I'm going to name the brand Asha. And my mom was like, why? I had to pitch it to her. She's a real boss, guys. And I was like, mom, I wanted to name this brand where it's bigger than just a product. I want this name to resonate to everybody, the person who's using it and the person who's not using it, and the person that's just following the journey that they can even use it within their own life. They look themselves in the mirror and they say, Asha. This is me. This is mine. I want them to know that you don't see me. Yes, I'm the face of the brand. You hear me. Yep, 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 all the time. But I want them to see themselves. And especially now everything's all inclusivity and everyone's like, you set your beauty standard. I've been saying that since a long time. Anyway, I just wanted them to truly set their own beauty standards. You don't have to worry about what this magazine is telling you. This is the look. You are the look. You are your muse. You are your own model. You, this is the world's your fashion show when you leave that <laughs> front door. Okay, so I just want them to feel good. And though, you know, then you can say, hey, she's been makeup. Hey, Ashi, don't touch it. <laughs> That's mine. It's not Ashihi. It's not Ashi, like Ashihan, like the salt clan. Like, no, it's Ashi. Ashi. This is me. This is mine. You can say it's Ashi, depending on where you're at on the res. But where I'm at, it's Ashe. So if you're listening, you, you have an opportunity here to practice saying Ashe. I love that story. I got goosebumps when you shared that. So Ashe, I think, is here. Folks, just so you know, like she's put in a lot of sweat and equity. Her whole family, it's a family business, family affair. She's been in Bazaar, Allure, Vogue. These magazines, they've, I know that the foundation is the one that you've, and that was the one that took the longest to create and that has gotten a lot of recognition so tell us about the different products that you have oh my goodness oh the hero <laughs> product i am um, the foundation the skincare speaks for itself like it's amazing it's literally skin food but the foundation again that trauma of going into a makeup store and not finding that foundation haunts us still to this day but it's okay baby girl come on over to ashabeauty.com and i got you but what took the longest is that I'm very picky, which I got from my mom. And having a family full of women, I was very fortunate knowing that us as the net people, Native people, Indigenous people, we're very diverse in shade ranges. We're not just brown. We're all shades of brown. Like, it's just it's just insane, okay? So we're just not all one shade, depending on where we're from on our beautiful reservation, especially in the nation. You had, you had the Southwest, you had the, you had the Cheska. Mountains and those who live in crystal mountains because you're so up in the mountains, you don't get that much sunlight compared to those like <laughs> smack middle Chin Lee. You're right there with the canyons and no trees, got a lot of sun. But anyway, those, you know, who rodeo, we're always outside and we tend don't have one shade year round. Like we have our winter shade and we have that's right our our summer shade and, we, and then our pigment too. Some of us were red in the inside and we're, and we're like yellow on the outside or flip-flop where we're red or red on the outside, we're yellow in the inside. Like we have like these two undertones and it's like, yeah, the like how is this? Like how do I, which way do we go with this? We finally got it and we have it in 45 plus shades. But the foundation that I got the most recognition and I'm most proud of is our high def foundation. And that one right there, it's very luxury. I had, we had tons of 
non-native customers who switch from Chanel, Dior, Lancome, wow. RCA, Armani, Estee Lauder, even Tixar, Riri. They all switched <laughs> over to Asha Beauty. And all right, Riri, I'm gonna. I got it. I got to switch up now. You got to. I put in that work, work as well. Anyway, but anyway, that one really took it there. Once you touch it, it's when you apply it, you're just going to be like, oh my God, this is it. And you're going to be coming right back. Why? I love that your son brought that up about I don't mass produce. And I do that for a reason is because we started to already, we kept the environment in, in mind since then. You know, quality control wise, yes, we can produce a product as fast as we could. My thing is I didn't want that product to sit. I want, if you're going to pay $58 for this foundation, I want you to know that this just literally just came right off our production floor. And it came from our lab straight to my hand, into your box and into your hand. So we only got touched three times. And which you don't get. And I'm going to say luxury, that is luxury. Having something made freshly just for you. We have a small batch in the warehouse, but baby, that don't last that long. And <laughs> we're constantly producing product. And why we do that practice is because we don't waste. That goes back to the thought of our summer cook shacks stories. We don't waste nothing when we're in the cook shack. You had to cook as you go and make that hot, fresh bread. We don't just make bread and just leave it in an ice chest. No one wants to eat that. That's how I kind of pictured doing this this side of makeup was like they want to hot right off the grill right (laughs) so that's how I was just thinking about it and it's been working and I feel like you have a longer time enjoying the product it's we all know those products that sometimes we would love that shade and somehow we get it we break out suddenly like this we never broke out because I was like maybe because that product was actually sitting in a warehouse and Mm. finally it went to department store where you picked it up but how long has it been filled yes once you break the seal you have 12 plus months that's it once open I start my clock once we make it we fill it and then that's when my clock starts ticking then you get it and I just want to make sure you guys just have a longer time period using it but take that long to use they come right back I appreciate you weaving in like what you have learned growing up like you're you're weaving in the teachings of not wasting, being mindful of the environment, taking your time in, in creating this and even how many people have touched it. And I never, when he put that in there, I was like, oh, and I never really thought about the shelf life, honestly. And I was recently with a friend during the holidays and I was like, I think I should get new makeup because I think I've had this a long time. She goes, how long? I'm like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years. So there's an expiration date out there. I'm like, I had no clue. But yeah, I appreciate that. You're a rare breed in this industry. This industry, the beauty industry is massive. It's big. What do you think was the biggest learning curve in this industry? For me was that we're going into an industry that, yes, has ignored us for so many years. That uh, we our culture, our natives, my native side, my black side has inspired it. many industries. It took us for granted sometimes and only celebrate us when it's the time of the month. Just saying. But anyway, for me, I was going into this industry and learning that I don't have to fit in. I don't have to follow the trend. I don't have to be liked to the T and I'm okay with it's okay to not accept every single deal that you get and and work companies that understand your values that understand you as a Danessa me was very important because yes after 2020 with 15% push for making sure BIPOC brands were in there I was like Haja I've been saying this Haja when is this our time it's on and now Need me. And I was like, I'm not going to be your token. I've been here. I've been pushing inclusivity and diversity since I started this brand. I created this AI, say, Ashabidis uh, for, which means for all five finger beings of all skin shades. I didn't say race. I didn't say gender. A human. That's us. And that's what the brand is for. So, and yeah, I just really just knew that I was the little black sheep in this industry. I wasn't going to perform for 
corporate. I'm not going to give them what they want. And more of, oh, your dating teaches your ways. Try to romanticize it. And right. they're just trying to like, what is ancient remedies? I'm going to give you that. Do you really want us to pepeca? <laughs> she said cheap fat. <laughs> and that's not cruelty free. And you really want to know why I'm so smooth. <laughs> they really say that works. <laughs> no, and that's kind of wish the yucca root for our hair and all that. But that's another thing too, is knowing where not to cross that line of protecting the sacred. Because I feel mm-hmm. like you, I definitely I would love a infused sage moisturizer. I would love to do a color wish face wash or something like that, yucca root face wash. But being from a very traditional family, I know I couldn't. Because living our way is not just living it. You have to respect it. You like the Yakarut, the Dian, our creator, blessed us with it, this plant for us to use for free. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is distract it and give our offering to it and put it back. So it could be it can live again. And there's different types of yucca that different girls she's really traditional that you use a maybe young one or a little mid-sized one the medicine they give you a list very they're very particular you just don't pick any one and that's one thing that i just it gets me sometimes because i was like oh my god i guess i grew up very not sheltered but very traditional very strict that don't don't do that no way don't touch that like you we respect it so going into an industry that's just very explosive that takes, takes, take. I'm just here. No, I'm not. Sorry. No, I'm not going to anything from that to that. And I would definitely, I think that the pepper lip balm would be awesome because we have the perfect sunscreen. But anyway, they would probably take it and not really take good care of it. So it's just finding that fine line of not being, not protecting the sacred. And that's where I stand. And that was the lear- learning curve is having to say no. Mm. Having to put my foot down. Okay, are you just using me just to to try to find the next best thing and then put it in something else? No, I'm not going to give you that. Wow, that takes courage. That takes a lot of sitting with yourself and really knowing your values. So thank you for all of that. I I know that uh, there are a couple of things I want to go fire around as we wrap up, but I want folks to also know like this woman here is busy. Like she has this company her beauty company, but she also, I, I noticed recently on your Instagram page that I see you always talking about coffee, but I was really listening one time and I'm like, she sells coffee? Like she has a coffee brand? And then I heard another, I was doing my own research and then I, I heard that you have a boot company. I was like, oh my God, I'm all about the boots. Okay. Well, that's another thing in common. Boots, coffee, and makeup. Girl, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the coffee and the boot. So the boot company, so folks know, I don't know what else you have in the horizon, but curious about those two companies as well. Definitely. So the coffee, I think it's just a, a native thing. Go away. I don't know where whoever where you're listening to on Navajo. Don't come for me. I said both. When it comes to coffee, it's something that we've, we always have coffee. Coffee's always brewing on the, on, on the open fire at grandma's house or at your house. We come around a table with coffee. It doesn't matter early or late. Guess what? We're always drinking coffee or just immune to coffee. And it's something as a conversation starter is to keep us warm. And it, I have so many memories of just drinking coffee with my grandma, my great grandma, Sunday, my great grandma. And um, yeah, she was just drinking a cup of coffee and just, just looking at her, just prepare her coffee was just some things that were just like so cute. And just being outside at the cook shack after that rush, those who know, like that cook shack rush, you drinking a cup of coffee afterwards or got ginger and drinking that coffee at second night, drinking that cup of coffee to stay warm. Or even at the Yebiche dance beside there, drinking that cup of coffee. It's just always something about that cup of coffee. And I'm like, why are we giving money to these non-native brands again? Yeah, the lasso. And my mom and in my head, what are you going to do about it? All right, let's source this coffee. Let's do it like they do. And we source the coffee from South America. We have four farmers that we uh, source our coffee from, our coffee being the green beans. And then we have it imported and then it goes straight to Wisconsin. And that's where it's processed. So it, they roast it, they grind it, and it's 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 a co-packet where they prepare everything. So I'm pretty much per- positioning it 
the company for the coffee. So shout out Walmart and Target and Sam's Club. Your girl's coming. So you can carry this Navajo own coffee company in there. So we have K-Cups, ground coffee, whole beans, those espresso pods coming soon. And we have bottle teas and iced coffees and all those good stuff. Yeah, I am coming. And people are like, why don't you work with a native roastery? I was like, yeah, I would love to, but I need to make sure this to follow FDA regulations, compliances to co-packet product to be sold mass production. This is all shout out to your son listen that I'm going to mass produce because this one is made as it goes and is stored in a facility that's regulated and it's just it's good. It's good quality control there and it's done right so that we're just positioning ourselves for global takeover. Sorry. We're coming. I yeah. should have asked for coffee. I know. Oh, I should have. I got, don't you worry. <laughs> Get you a bag. Okay. Tell us about the boots to boots. So we had a whole Western boot line, tons of boots. And then unfortunately in 2016, the 17th, I forgot what it was, but that Harvey flood in Houston flooded our inventory and we had to scratch it. And it was oh. booming. If you're in a rodeo community, Fort Air was boots. Well, we just let it go and we just regrouped. And that's the one thing I was like, oh my God, it was just, I think it was a refresher. And now we're in a position that we have our own saddle company. We have a, a very awesome saddler from Brazil who's making and made our saddles, our top wow. quality. We started off with a calf roping saddle. We will have team roping saddles, steer wrestling saddles, barrel saddles, and we're soon going to work on kids' saddles. So this is like our top quality saddles. Again, why are we paying all these non-natives money for things that we want? So, okay, husband, let's do this. So. You can go to four arrow, the4arrows.com to check out our saddles. Definitely pre-order one because it's made to order. It's quality. It's amazing. So if you're on a res, you see us at a res rodeo, definitely you can check it out. My sister is going to be riding in it. So you can get up close and personal, touch it. That's the only way we're going to buy something. we got to touch it. You can probably smell it. I don't know. <laughs> I love the smell of leather. I'm so sad about the boot company. And oh, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Oh, it's coming. It's I'm coming. I'm a boot girl and I'd rather put my money there than other places oh, for boots. So I'm going to be following and I definitely need to get some coffee. All right. I'm going to start wrapping us up. I'm trying to decide what I want to ask you. Okay. Being in the public eye, what have you learned about yourself? Well, I have to learn how to build up thicker skin. Like I was already have a thick skin growing up being native and black on the res. Like you, that was not, you know, peachy. It was tough. But being in the public eye, constantly being talked about good or bad, I just had to truly learn how to just let it just fall off my shoulders. And that's so hard because words hurt. Words, yo, they're very strong. And especially when you're hearing things that from your own people. And I tell my sister all the time we're driving, I was like, oh my God, I love my people so much, but they just don't love me back. And that was part of the hardest thing to swallow. And it's actually hard for me to say because of just the stuff they were saying. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why are they like this? I don't know how much I have to explain. These businesses that I'm building, my people are going to benefit from them. I'm going to create and indigenous generational wealth. I'm going to create multiple secure jobs for my people. I'm going to make sure that I'm working with our local schools, like our the Net College and NTU or Navajo Tech University. I'm like building this, this relationship with them so that those students there will be able to work with me one day. And I was like, it's not going to happen overnight, but that's the long goal is that when I see success that my people are going to be successful too. My the success of the businesses is their success. It's not me, and just just trying to ignore. And I know I'm not going to please everybody. I know I'm not going to be the most like in most times. But just being able to just accept that that I know that maybe one day logical like further out that that they're going to realize that the work that I'm doing is really to benefit them and their future generations to come, and they'll maybe understand that or not. But it's okay. It doesn't matter if they like me or not. I still represent them. Just knowing that and knowing just to continue to love, continue to protect my people, to continue to control the narrative when I'm in these in this big industry, knowing that who else is going to protect our people when we're in these spaces? Who else is going to re represent our people respectfully, correctly, and most importantly, authentically? 
who's not going to just just sell us out or anything like that. Like, I'm here and I'm quick to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm. But that's just a hard thing. Yeah. What I did learn is that that I am truly inspiring others. And that's one of the highest act of humankind is to inspire others. And I'm here. You can get a hold of me. Like, I, I may take a while, but I can, I will reach back. I'm here to definitely share my story. I'm here to help teach. I'm here to pick my brain. I'm in multiple industry. And like the new one is this music industry. I'm a, I have a management company and a publishing company. What? Girls <laughs> in Nashville, baby. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, I'm an artist. His name is Zaki Sakarno. He's an amazing singer and uh, country singer. And he really brings that good old like George Drake, 90s country, something oh that we've been gosh. missing. And when he sings, it's just, oh, my God. And he's Asian. And people thought he was native at first. <laughs> They're like, what? Thought he was native. And he's just, he, he comes, he, his, his first concert was in Tuba City. And then his second concert was in Windrock. That's where we met. And then since then, he was locked in with me. And we recorded Turquoise Cowgirl in Nashville. And then we recorded again, You All Night, which will be coming soon. And he just finished recording another song called Darling Texas. So he's been on a roll. I'm so proud of him. And why I'm in this industry is because they've been playing cowboy music with us. <laughs> right? So I'm sorry, John Wayne. <laughs> Come over here and made all this money on MV. Let me just tell you so. <laughs> Wait. Okay. That actually was the next question was like, what's in the near horizon? And I had no idea about that. The saddle company, eventually the boot company, which I want to keep my eye out on. And this management um, piece, anything else in the horizon? I'm sure you're going to be in a movie soon. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Lifetime. You beat this story. Really? uh, What's coming up is uh, we're soon to launch with a few major retailers. And that's coming soon. I'm going to let them do their little their little thing there. But what took me so long, I would have been in a few different stores, but it was just timing mm-hmm. and just making sure that our morals were aligning. So those who are starting in retail, you have a product or service, Shonda, please just take your time. Make sure whatever retailer that you want to work with understands you as your own being and the culture that you represent community that you bring to their to their storefronts and that's the power and understanding that i'm just i told one baby you have not met the realest one in the game and you're meeting one i said ain't no fact check gonna come your way i said you you got the real one ain't no one gonna be like oh this is a pretendian i said you got the most legit native brand and this is historic it's on you I'm just saying, I'm bringing you the culture, respectfully, okay? I think that piece right there, that was a takeaway. That was a selling point. But, but it is true. We're bringing a community. I'm bringing a community into these major retailers authentically. You know, it, it comes with community further before me and after me, finally. And where our people will soon see, ah, shit, the nation. Other native nations. Oh, shoot, that's the nation in because one nation from another nation, one rest, another rest, we're all the same. So it's very monumental that what's about to happen. And I'm super excited. So, yeah, from retail to the music world, if you see CMT, you're like, oh, my God, there's your girl. That, that's me. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I love it. I always ask my guests, what wisdom do you want to leave with our listeners? You shared all about your relatives, a little bit about you, your companies, and the learnings. I bring people here on this platform. This is for me to give opportunity for folks to share their stories, stories that maybe haven't been said or shared. And I am a true believer that stories are an opportunity to learn. If we really listen, uh, there's a lot of learning in there. So asking our listeners from all over, India, Australia, Canada, All of you, thank you for listening, but I want to give her an opportunity to just share one thing that she wants to leave with you all. And then we're going to do a fire round. I have five quick questions. All right. Never underestimate your ability to turn your dreams into reality. And that the only person that can stop you is yourself. Res kid. 
do not let no reservation line intimidate you. Stop for doing the un the impossible that you can do it. That our Danelle way of life. That's the blueprint to build any business, to do whatever you want to do from sports, you name it, any industry, you have all the tools to get it done and that you're not alone, that you are loved and that you are supported. And you can call on the native boss, babe. You need some gems to be dropped. I got a lot of turquoise <laughs> to drop. <laughs> I love that. You heard it yourself. You know what you need to do. A couple of quick rounds of questions. All right. The first one I have is, what new habits during COVID are you still practicing? Resting. <laughs> trying to rest still. Resting. Okay. What in your purse? What's not in my purse? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's go look in it. All right. So my purse is a one-on-one. It's a custom-made Lotus and Lane handmade purse. They are also a Danette-owned business. And then my wallet's also a Lotus and Lane wallet, a leather wallet. And then I have my Sunnies. I just got a block of haters. And my coin purse is also Navajo-owned companies. A Paul and a Sunny scarf. My card money on my dollars and quarters are in here. And a lot of tickets. We'll see if I become a millionaire. And my lip gloss in Fire Engine Red. I love this shade. Is that the color you're wearing? That's what I'm wearing. I want that it's color. Gloss. I love a gloss. And then I have a vitamin E lip balm because my lips all trap sometimes. I have tons of pins. And I have another phone, my other phone. I have two phones. And that one's always dead. My earphones. And then and I had the car key. And then my guilty pleasure. So if you know this, the square sucker that you get at the trading place, <laughs> that sucker. This is in my purse. Normally I would have my Lasatch fragrance on me, but... I guess it's in my other purse, but I this is a Chanel. Okay. What's your favorite cuss word? A few. <laughs> I think if, if it's a cuss word, I think a slang is yada la. I think it's not a cuss word, but I say it all the time. But or it's oh shit. Dang it. <laughs> That's it. And and yada la is you can use that in different ways. Yeah, so it could be bad. It could be bad and it can it's like almost irritated too. What's your favorite Navajo dish? Oh my goodness, I'm a foodie. So I have to say it would be, I love it all, but I think it's just going to be just the delicacy. I had to make it or my grandma and I would make it or it's, yeah. It's blood sausage blood is sausage. what she said. Yeah, guys. Yep. That's mm-hmm. it. All right. What's your theme song for 2023? I have a few, but it would legitly would be... Food Forever by Beyonce. Last question. What are your hopes for the new Navajo Nation president? Tons of hope. But one, he's doing a good job of taking care of the people first. But eventually, time is already ticking. I would love to really see the push of re-evaluating enterprises. Also, really push for strengthening Navajo economy and putting funding into our tourism. There's tons of Navajo tourism. Now that our nation is open, that they're going to need that ump to, you know, bring in those tourist dollars to help our people and their families because they were out for almost four years since this pandemic has started. So really pushing our economic growth for today and into the future. What we do now is crucial. With this new administration, new leadership, it's only going to prepare and set up for the next generations to come. Oh, Nasco, thinking further as far as we can see, even if we don't see it in our lifetime, what we're going to build now, what are we going to re-strategize and fix now is so crucial for the next generations to come. Because what I see today as a 32-year-old Danessa woman is the same thing I've seen growing up. Nothing truly changed. So, Ashonda, please, Ashonda, work together, all branches, all divisions. Please continue to work together to find solutions, to create change, to work together. And don't forget that there are Navajo businesses that are not here to fight the government, but they're here to help. Don't, you know, 
just to support us, but also us to see there we can help in a way because I'm here to help any way I can. I'm not I don't have Oprah money yet or Beyonce money yet or Rihanna's money yet. But I will get there one day. But when that day comes, I'm here to help. That's what the what these businesses are for. So I can help our people create resources, push the, our people forward. So that's my hope. Mm. Tons. He knows how to get hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to talk whenever. Yes. Najana, Najana, Najana. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this time. I appreciate all of the wisdom that you shared and even vulnerability of sharing some stories that gave me goosebumps. And I wanted to shout out to mom, dad, sisters of your company and your husband. You all are doing a great job. I'm looking forward to continuing to follow. And um, waiting for the boots. <laughs> Thank you for having me because this is exactly how we control our narrative and sharing our stories. The haters that say I'm not na- native enough. I hope you learned that your girl is native. Okay, like I don't need a Miss Navajo. You can speak more Navajo than some of us. All right, my dear. Have a beautiful day. Continue to vibrate highly, beautifully, and um, thank you for doing. Such a good job in representing your beautiful cultures. Thank you.